Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 757. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about precious metals on fire because they have certainly been the best performers recently and year to date. And we have some exciting things to report about that and give you an update. But before I do that, I have to make a really important announcement. This is something that I mentioned a couple weeks ago was going to happen. And I just wanna say thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our listeners. We just crossed 5 million all-time downloads. And that's a huge number. It's very, very significant to me. And I'm so grateful for everyone who's been listening for the last several years and for the following that we have. And I just wanted to say this is a big day for me and I can't thank you enough. It's it's really amazing. So having said that, let's talk about silver. Silver was up 35% in July alone, and it's up 100% from the March lows. So silver has been on a tear, and it's been one of our favorite investments for many years. In fact, we've been buying physical silver over the last several years, but it's something that we know the price is artificially suppressed, We know this is a material that is needed in technology. It's used in our smartphones. It's used in computers. It's used in solar panels, etc. So it's very, very important for technology. And it also is a rare metal, much more rare than gold. So while silver was up 35% in July, and that's primarily what we're going to talk about, I think it's also important to acknowledge that gold hit an all-time high yesterday at $2,000 an ounce. This is the highest level for gold ever, and while we think over the next several years gold will go much higher, it also is an artificially suppressed price on gold. And it's something that we think will be able to show more of its value in the future. And it's not uncoincidental that the dollar had its worst monthly drop since 2010 with gold and silver having a lot of appreciation. The dollar has been weakening in value and some of that is due to all of the money printing that's been happening, but also, the overall debt that the United States has, and the fact that Fitch has now downgraded the United States because of its very large debt. It was just four days ago that Fitch, which is a big ratings agency, downgraded the outlook for the United States from stable to negative, warning of high debt and deficits made worse by the coronavirus downturn. 
and they said the outlook has been revised to negative to reflect the ongoing deterioration in the U.S. public finances and the absence of a credible fiscal consolidation plan, Fitch said in a statement. They go on to say high fiscal deficits and debt were already on a rising medium-term path even before the onset of the huge economic shock precipitated by the coronavirus. They have started to erode the traditional credit strengths of the U.S., Fitch said. So the agency confirmed the U.S.'s AAA rating, but said it expected government debt to hit 130% of GDP by 2021. And it said, It's uncertain whether very low market interest rates will persist once growth and inflation pick up, and rising health care and Social Security costs could also threaten the stability. So this is not that surprising, but it is something that we're going to keep an eye on. And it is something that should the U.S. get downgraded more, could start a series of events that could lead to a significant weakening of the dollar. Although I don't think that's what we're going to see this year. I think this year, the dollar may hit around 90 and then rebound to become a much stronger dollar as foreign currencies have more weakness and have more serious issues than the US dollar does. So while this is a temporary move down in the dollar, I do see this reversing later on and causing major issues internationally. But we'll get into that at another time. Let's talk about all the assets that silver outperformed in July. So as I mentioned, silver was up 35% in July alone. The next best performer was only up about 12%, and that was the Shanghai Composite. Then gold up about 11%. Emerging market equity, silver also outperformed. It outperformed the Russian market, the Brazilian market, NASDAQ, the price of copper, the S&P 500, the British pound, crude oil, the euro, high yield investments, the commodities index. You get the picture. It outperformed every other asset class. And there are 43 of them in this report. And this report is from Deutsche Bank via Bloomberg Finance. So, Silver had a stellar month, its best since 1979. And one of the ways that we've been taking advantage of this in my inner investing circle, the VIP experience, is to use a specific app, which we're able to buy and sell silver on very easily and take advantage of these nice increases in price of silver. I also do recommend that you have a core holding of physical silver in your possession. That's going to be very important over the years as physical silver actually becomes harder and harder to get. We've seen the U.S. Mint itself stop and start the creation of silver coins, and it is getting to the point where premiums on silver coins have gotten to be $7, $8 at times, because it's very difficult to get the physical coins themselves. So I do recommend that you have a core holding of physical silver coins as well. And if you're outside of the US, then buy the coin that is traditional for your country. So if you're in South Africa, that would be the Krugerrand. If you're in Canada, that would be the Maple Leaf. If you're in the United States, of course, that's the Silver Eagle. 
Now, in spite of this great increase that we've seen in silver, I'm not expecting silver to be on a tear for the entire rest of the year, because if you've listened to my stock market forecasts, part one and part two, you know that right around the September time horizon, I'm expecting that we do have a very, very difficult deflationary collapse that happens. And this is a worldwide collapse that I am expecting that is going to negatively impact just about everything. And silver is going to be impacted as well. Maybe not as badly as some other financial markets, but it will be impacted adversely. So I don't see an all clear sign for the rest of the year. I do see that you will have an opportunity to buy silver cheaper later if you are able to locate some physical silver. People have been asking me, what is going to cause this deflationary collapse? Well, one of the things that people don't realize is that while the government has been creating trillions and trillions of dollars, the problem is people aren't spending that money. So the number one thing people are doing is either saving or paying down debt. And that means we have no velocity of money. Money is not moving through the economy and people aren't spending it on new purchases. So consumer spending makes up 70% of the economy. And if the money isn't moving, that means that we will continue to have deflation. It was a deflationary experience that we saw in March with the coronavirus when the economy was shut down and the stock market fell dramatically, the fastest that it's ever fallen in history. And from that time, we've been rebounding. Most of that rebound has been because we've been in what I've called fantasy land. And that is the chasm or the time where we didn't have any numbers to be aware of what the proper valuation for the stock market should be. Companies weren't able to tell us what their earnings were, what their sales were, what their projections even were. So we haven't been able to really price the stock market the way that it should be priced. And now that real numbers are coming out and we have real numbers to compare to where stock prices are selling, what their sales are, what their earnings are, what their forecasted earnings are going to be, now is where we're going to have that reckoning where we will be repricing all markets. And that's going to be happening in this deflationary collapse. I also see that we are going to have a currency crisis. And this currency crisis is likely to come from Europe and from the Euro and come over here and impact the United States. But most people will run to the dollar for protection. So rather than these experts and people who sell a lot of gold and silver predicting that the dollar is going to somehow plummet into oblivion and become worthless this year, I see the exact opposite happening. People are going to rush to the dollar for safety. They're gonna rush into the US markets for safety. And the dollar is going to gain strength. And that is going to crush the emerging market countries as their currencies become worth less and the dollar becomes worth more. Many of those countries also price their debt in US dollars. So their debt can become worse as their currency is becoming worth less, again, causing massive problems for emerging markets. 
It also creates some problems because as the dollar strengthens, our exports become very expensive. So that makes it difficult for us to sell exported goods but it does make imports very cheap. So if you are traveling abroad or you are buying foreign goods, a strong dollar buys a lot more. And remember, it was the dollar strengthening at the time of the COVID stock market collapse that was happening then as well. So the dollar was going up and rebounding and gaining strength while the stock market was collapsing and the economy was being shut down. And that's what we may see a repeat of sometime around the September horizon. So while silver may continue a short-term rise, just realize that it won't continue on through the end of this year. We will see silver peak and decline. So enjoy those profits. Watch the uptrend carefully. I do see silver going to about $28 and We'll see after that if it can go higher. That is my current target for silver. And longer term, of course, I see silver to $50 and eventually maybe even to something like $300. But that will take years for us to get there. So we will still accumulate silver on any weakness. We will still continue to hold physical silver. And we do continue to like silver longer term. And we will eventually see inflation return and then silver will be a tremendous hedge with inflation. But for right now, we have one last blow off top of the silver market and that speculation in the stock market that I've been expecting before we have this deflationary collapse. So while we've been enjoying some fabulous gains in silver and in our mining stocks up 42 and 45% year to date, with NASDAQ up about 17% year to date, we've been really killing it with some of our specialty ETFs. And that's what I love to do. I love to find where on earth the performance is and where some exciting things are. And it's something that it seems like the news is underreporting on television. You definitely don't hear much about gold and silver on CNBC or any of the financial shows. So while the metals have been outperforming NASDAQ by two times to three times, you're hearing that here on this podcast, but you might not be hearing that from your local financial advisor or from your TV reporter. So continue to tune in and I'll give you updates on where we're going and what my forecast is. But so far, I've been right on target this year with recommendations to buy at the bottom of the stock market correction in March and writing this boom all the way to the top. Those of you that have been listening to the podcast for a long time and have been following my recommendations, Thank you for your emails telling me that you've made multiple times your money and that this has been serving you well and you've been following through and seeing great results. For those of you who are new, well, go back and listen to some of the podcasts that I've made before. Listen to my predictions about where the stock market would go, how we would go to new all-time highs and how we would be in this chasm where the market would go up, but we would have no numbers to be comparing anything to. 
until eventually we would come to that day of reckoning where the numbers do have to be reconciled with reality. And that's what I think will happen in September. That and these ultimate currency and debt problems that we've been dealing with all year, because it really is about debt and the dollar, if you will. And that's what most people aren't really talking about, is how this year has been all about debt and the dollar from a financial perspective, other than coronavirus from a health perspective, it has been all about debt and the dollar. And since we're going to have another economic package coming up, likely in the next week or two, we're likely to see one to $3 trillion of additional stimulus and debt added onto this tally, which was necessary to keep the economy going and to keep things moving and to keep people guaranteed an income and a job for a period of time. Remember, it's also artificially holding up the housing market. So the housing market basically is in a world of hurt. There are 32% of people who have not made their mortgage payment, but because of the government programs, there are not foreclosures right now. So there's an artificially low supply of homes and there is a high number of people that would have otherwise been foreclosed on. So just realize you're looking at a stealth market in real estate. This is a great time to sell, not a great time to buy because at some point, some of those markets are going to be coming on and greater supply always decreases price. It's just a law of supply and demand. So if we have more homes come on the market for sale, that will drive prices down, even though interest rates are at near zero, and even though interest rates are at multi-year lows, this is the housing market being artificially held up through government programs. Just realize that. If the government hadn't stepped in with its programs to stop foreclosures, we would be seeing a falling real estate market for residential real estate. So just realize there are many things going on propping up the markets right now, but that doesn't mean that it's a normal and healthy market. We don't have residential real estate in the actual supply and demand position that a free market would allow it to have. And therefore housing prices are being artificially propped up here when they normally wouldn't be. So that's why I say this is a good time to sell, but a terrible time to buy. If you can wait to buy a home for a year or sometime into 2021, you'll be much better off and have much more selection of homes than you do right now. We'll see how that turns out. I don't wish for anyone to lose their home and I still do think that there will be debt forgiveness coming in, which will impact credit cards, school loans, auto loans, and mortgages. So we will see how that all turns out, but there is so much debt worldwide that we do have to have a worldwide global reset in which all of that debt disappears and we start over. If you're interested in my inner investing circle, the Be Wealthy and Smart VIP experience, that's where I show you how to get your money working harder for you so you don't have to work so hard and how to really compound your money in any market. Fill out the short questionnaire in the show notes and we'll set up a time to talk. 
And don't forget, we have our review contest going where I'll be giving away 25 prizes. You'll have an opportunity to win 10 of my Wealth Heiress books signed by me, 10 of my Wealthy Mindset Blueprint audio sets valued at $197. So you can listen and get a wealthier mindset because that's always step one to wealth. And five people will win a one-on-one wealth mentoring session with me. All you need to do is leave a podcast review for Be Wealthy and Smart. That will get your name in the drawing one time. If you leave a book review for the Wealth Heiress book on Amazon, that will get your name in the drawing two times. And winners will be announced on the August 31st podcast. So be sure and tune in then to find out what you've won. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.